Episode 181 of the Read to Lead podcast is brought to you in part by Cloud Accounting Software, FreshBooks, with a free 30-day trial set aside just for you. You can check it out now at freshbooks.com slash read to lead. And be sure to enter read to lead in the how did you hear about us section. The natural tendency is to go fix what we're not good at when we could either offload that or some other way, delegate that out and focus on the things that we do really, really well. Welcome to the Read to Lead podcast with Jeff Brown. Jeff believes that if you desire to achieve true success in business and in life, then consistent and intentional reading is a must. The Read to Lead podcast will not only help you narrow this ever important reading list, but also bring you key insights and valuable feedback from some of today's most successful and inspiring authors. And now, here's Jeff. Hi there, and welcome to the podcast that's dedicated to your personal and professional growth. It's all about growth today as we sit down with Alyssa Dare Nelson. She's the author of a brand new book called From Frustrated to Frickin' Awesome, The Four Steps to Achieve the Success you're wired for. I'm going to be asking Alyssa to share a bit about the philosophy behind a strengths-based approach to work and life, her four steps for achieving the success you're wired for, what she's learned about reframing, what failure means, and a lot more. As a coach, Alyssa specializes in helping entrepreneurs and solo business owners exactly the type of person who's well-suited for a cloud accounting software solution like our sponsor, FreshBooks. They've been around for a long time. In fact, I've been using them since late last decade, so I can certainly vouch for all FreshBooks has to offer. My business could not survive without FreshBooks. If you're in need for a similar solution, I highly encourage you to check them out, and it's free to do so for 30 days. The cool part is is you get access to everything FreshBooks has to offer during that time. There's no obligation to continue. They don't ask for a credit card at the outset. Try it free, and if you like it, great. If not, that's okay, too. To take advantage of that free trial, just go to freshbooks.com slash read to lead and just enter read to lead in the how did you hear about us section. That web address, one more time, is freshbooks.com slash read to lead. Check out that free 30-day trial from FreshBooks right now. My guest today, Alyssa Dare Nelson, a superhero in her own right, uh, believes we all have superpowers, <laughs> including you. Uh, she uh, is featured on TV quite a bit, uh, inside major blogs and publications and on podcasts all over the globe like this one. Uh, she's an accomplished uh, success coach, speaker. She's host of the Maximize Your Strengths podcast, and she's author of the hot, hot new book uh, called, and I love this title, uh, From Frustrated to Frickin' Awesome, Four Steps to Achieve the Success You're Wired For. Uh, but as much as anything else, she's a proud wife and mama too, and she loves helping you discover how to make your business and your relationships thrive in harmony. Alyssa, welcome officially to the Read to Lead podcast. Well, thanks, Jeff, for having me. I'm so excited to be here. How'd I do? Was the intro okay? Yeah, it was tough. <laughs> it was freaking awesome, if I, if I do say so. <laughs> That's what I was looking for you to say. I was, I was trying to feed you a line there. <laughs> well, I, I loved the book. I just finished it yesterday morning, and uh, one of my favorite stories comes early in it. Your determination and drive uh, showed up at a pretty young age. So let me ask, what's, what's a four-year-old to do when, when mom's car won't start? <laughs> <laughs> you 
know, this is one of my favorite stories, and it's actually one of my earliest memories. I do actually have just a, a couple blips during this entire entire episode of this this what happened here. And it was the first time that my parents were like, oh, holy moly, we, we understand what we have on our hands here. And, you know, I loved school from the get-go. So I was going to preschool, and for some reason, and nobody in my family can remember why, but the car wouldn't start or, it, you know, it just wasn't available. Or maybe my dad drove it to work that day. We were a one car family, mm. despite the fact that we had seven children, you know, <laughs> in our family and, and all of that. And so I snuck out of our house and I walked two and a half miles to my preschool at wow. age four. And the, the one memory I have is I remember looking both ways before crossing an incredibly busy street. Uh, and then I remember opening up the door to the front of the, the preschool and, and the woman saying, oh, well, here she is. And, you know, that was back before the days of cell phones. Mm. So when my mom realized I was gone, you know, what's the woman to do? <laughs> and so now as a mother, I go, oh, my goodness, I must have just absolutely given her a heart attack. But I was so determined. I loved school. I wanted to go. I didn't understand why I couldn't. And so I just went. <laughs> so that was my, one of my earliest memories is that. And, and you know, I was number six of the seven. Mm. And so, um, you know, literally my parents needed us to sort of fall in line in order to keep some sort of semblance of order in that house. And I just was not that kid. Uh, my mom <laughs> said, go right. And I'd go left. And, you know, I was very uh, headstrong. My mom called me stubborn. My dad called me strong-willed. Mm. <laughs> um, but but yes, very very self directed. We'll say <laughs> now as they as they put those labels on you at a young age. How did that impact, or did it impact how you saw your yourself? Yeah, that's so interesting that you asked that because it really did. And my dad was uh, the the hugger, the verbal affirmation kind of kind of parent, and my mom was was not so much. Um, you know, if we're talking the love languages, my mm. mom is an acts of service. You know, so she made sure that we had three squares a day, clean clothes, etc. And my dad was the hugger and the I love you and you know all of that. And so my dad really understood the power of uh, and the nuances in the words we choose. And so. So um, I remember very young having the conversation about, um, you know, Alyssa, you're not stubborn, you're strong willed, and there's a difference. Mm. And so it really did affect that, uh, affect how I saw myself quite a bit. And, and, and now in parenting myself, I really try. And of course, you know, we all we all get caught up in the moment, but um, I really try to choose my words very carefully with how I empower my own girls. Yeah. And speaking of choosing your words carefully uh, for as, for as long as I can remember the phrase uh, being well-rounded uh, meant you were, you were ready to be a productive member uh, of society. I heard that a lot from my parents. You need to be well-rounded. You need to be try to, you know, try to be you know, good at everything or as good as you can be. Uh, but one of my favorite quotes from the book, Alyssa says is, is we're not wired to be well-rounded. So if you would, Alyssa, share a bit about your work as a strength coach and the need for a strength-based approach to this. Yeah. So that is one of the biggest fallacies, I believe, uh, in our society is that we're meant to be well-rounded. And so, you know, the, the the population I serve is primarily sole entrepreneurs who are already wearing a million hats and they think they have to do everything well, bookkeeping to customer service to, um, you know, sales to all of these things. And the fact of the matter is that we are better at some things than at others. And the natural tendency is to go fix what we're not good at. 
you know, buy a course, do something to, to get better at that thing. Um, when we're spending uh, an exorbitant amount of energy doing that, when we could either offload that or some other way, delegate that out and focus on the things that we do really really well. And when we leverage those strengths and and leveraging our strengths means not putting energy into our non-strengths, we increase our energy because it's more exciting. It's more, more fun to do the things that we're good at. We decrease the time that we spend doing those things and we increase our productivity, which is like the trifecta of, <laughs> of what entrepreneurship is all about, right? Mm. So as a, as a business, business owner, what that equates to is increased revenue and more freedom. And so that's that's where the philosophy really comes from and why I believe so wholeheartedly in leveraging our strengths and just, you know, giving yourself grace and giving up the things that we're not so good at. Mm. Well, I want to I want to dig into this this freaking awesome uh, process you lay out. In fact, Alyssa actually calls it that it's the four step freaking <laughs> awesome uh, process. So, so step one is is understanding that we're awesome and, and wrapping our heads around, uh, you know, what it is about us that makes us uniquely Awesome. Can you kind of unpack that for us? Yeah. So as I really began to uh, unpack, you know, what all is it that really makes us great? It's not just our strengths or our strengths finder profile. And, you know, for me, the reason that that the strengths finder profile sort of took my heart and ran was because it was one of the first profiles, one of the first things that that showed me with full evidence that there was all of these things that were right with me. Because despite, you know, an encouraging father and, you know, you know, I, I, I still felt like what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. I want to fix all these things. And it was like, no, 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 no. Let's focus on what's right with you. But it's not just your strengths finder profile, which is kind of your strengths will will help you with how you go about what you do, but your life experiences, both the good and the bad. Um, Tony Robbins says life doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. And I believe that so wholeheartedly, uh, even the negative things, um, your education, both your formal education and your informal education and the books you read and all of those things that like, like the books you read really truly are a piece of your education and your your core values and your values you know do change and grow as you grow but you put all of those four things together and not only are you one of 7 billion on this planet mm-hmm. you are the only you that has ever walked this earth in the past and that ever will walk the earth in the future so you know when you put all those things together you start to really go oh my i really matter here mm-hmm. and and it's important now now you have a responsibility to get out there and share who you are. And that's where the, the part two comes in, right? The plan. Yeah. Getting in and, and staying in what Alyssa calls your, and I love this, your zone of genius, as it were. What, what does that process look like exactly? I'm a big fan of SMART goals and SMART mm. goals are not, <laughs> you know, I certainly wasn't the author of the SMART goal. Um, but what I what I love about SMART goals is that it just really lays out a, a logical way mm. of creating goals. Um, you know, sometimes you, you hear people who believe in the law of attraction and and I do too, uh, caveat to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. I don't believe you can sit on your couch, eat bonbons, <laughs> and and will a million dollars into your life. What? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> you know, it doesn't happen. It requires action. Now, the law of attraction built correctly and used correctly means that that you you know envision and you and you set an intention towards something, and it compels you to take action in that in that uh, in that area. Mm. 
Um, but setting out these smart goals is so important in like, what is important to me? Where am I going? Um, what specifically do I want to do? And when specifically do I want to get there? Is this realistic? You know, you, you don't, you know, launch a brand new business for the, for most people mm-hmm. and, and create a revenue of a million dollars in three months. Um, so is what you're shooting for realistic? Can you back it up and, and back it up to the action? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so smart goals are outcomes based, but if you can't back it up to make it actionable on a day-to-day basis, then it's not the right kind of goal. Now, what if you struggle with with setting smart goals? Uh, I'm thinking of the the friend whose story you relate, who yeah. who watched other people go through that process and just it, she kind of threw up in her mouth. I think is the way you put it yeah. every time she thought yeah. about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and and to be honest, sometimes I am even challenged with this, and and I think this is something that you do with somebody else, um, you know, because you can bounce ideas off of off of that person. So whether it's a mastermind group, whether it's a business partner, whether it's a spouse, uh, whether it's a best friend that you're creating your smart goals over a glass of wine, um, being able to bounce that off of somebody to keep you accountable to actually doing it. Um, you know, one of the things with regards to like all the activities and exercises that I lay out in the book is, yeah, Alyssa, I read the book all the way through. And at some point, I'm going to go back and I'm going to do the exercises. And so my response to that is always, hey, you know, get a copy for your friend, um, you know, a good friend. And I want you to go through the book with that other person because it keeps you accountable to actually doing these things. And when you get stuck, um, you know, it allows you to have someone to bounce that off of. Okay, so naturally, uh, what we want to do next, we've built a plan, we, we want to take action on that plan, but, but there's a difference, right? Because now we're taking action in a way that honors this, this unique wiring you're talking about, right? Yeah, it really does. And so, you know, what what you've done with your with your goals to this point now is started to recognize, hey, what are the things that I can do and what are the things that I can delegate off or or delay or delete, right? Mm. So there's kind of there's these three Ds. Um, <laughs> you do either do them, you delegate them or you are you just like this isn't important right now. Um, so I'm not going to address this in in this uh, at least this round of of my freaking awesome process. And the freaking awesome process is really intended to be a quarterly review sort of thing. I like to create goals that are about six months out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like to think far, far into the future. And so I sometimes will start, you know, 10 years out and then, and then back it up. And some people like to think about next week and then, and go the other, other way. So both ways are perfectly acceptable. Um, but you know, what is important? What are the priorities right now? Um, um, and you know, for, for people who are creating all of these all of these great goals, sometimes the the error is creating so many goals that you cannot actually focus on one, and it makes the the implementation of those plans nearly impossible because you're completely overwhelmed and you've done you've created goals that require you know 36 hours <laughs> in a 24 hour <laughs> period uh, without sleep, and sleep is so important. So um, really prioritizing what is the action plan um, and and who can I engage with their unique strengths uh, to help me carry this out. And then the last step of the process involves a little bit of that uh, sort of on steroids, if you will. You get to the end of, of three months 
and you're looking mm-hmm. back, you're evaluating, right? And, 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 and determining what worked and what didn't. Yeah, exactly. So that, that reflection is so important, but the, the key really is reflection without judgment. Um, uh, okay. And, and so it's, it's looking back and going, and, and I, and I spent an entire chapter just giving people examples of questions that they can ask themselves about how did this happen? You know, if I had something that felt like good luck, you know, a client, a big client landed in, uh, in your lap, well, where did that client actually hear of your name? Um, you know, did they find you on LinkedIn? Was it a referral from, from a friend? You know, where did that person come from? Because then if that's what you want, if that's the perfect client, go do more of where they found you, right? So it wasn't just good luck. There's all sorts of things that that lead up to that. And I, I share a story on the flip side of that. Bad luck um, doesn't just happen on accident either most of the time. And I shared about how, how my car uh, had, you know, something like a $2,500 breakdown. And I was like, oh, well, that's, you know, you could look at it and go, well, that's kind of bad luck. And I hadn't gotten my oil changed um, in time. And so what happened was, I can't believe I'm sharing this live, <laughs> um, but because <laughs> it's really embarrassing. Um, I, I, twice, twice over, um, I had been really late in getting my oil changed and it gummed up the engine. Mm. And so while that fix up was bad luck, um, you know, I'm now able on my next process to go, okay, I need to put this a reminder in my calendar to go get my oil changed because it's just not top of mind for me, but it is really important to do those kinds of things in order to save you lots and lots of money, um, you know, <laughs> down the road. So, so what are the things that seem to be bad luck? What are the scenes, things that seem to be good luck? What worked well, what didn't work well. And now you can revamp that process. And instead of spin your wheels and do the same thing over and over again, which is the, you know, pure definition of insanity, right? <laughs> um, you can start to spiral up and get better and better and better. And and we're all on this, this journey and this process. We're never going to arrive because we can always be better versions of ourselves and always carry out our, our day to day um, better and better. Um, so it's not about just, you know, playing to your strengths and going, well, these are the strengths I have. I'm just going to do this. And that's the end of it. Um, you know, and, nor using your non-strengths as cop-outs, right. And saying, right. well, you know, I'm just not good here. So I'm just going to forget it. Well, they may, might be still things that you need to address. Like your bookkeeping, if you not are not an analytical, uh, tracking kind of person, it doesn't mean that you get to just ignore your books because <laughs> as it turns out, you need to pay taxes at the end of the year. <laughs> it's not that you just get to ignore those things, but you get to figure out ways that you can do your business, do your life in more effective and joyful ways. Talk about the importance in in your view, Alyssa, of of being intentional about the kinds of of people you're surrounding yourself with. Yeah. uh, You know, we've all had a friend, a family member, uh, you know, somebody in our world that when we get done being in their space, we just feel Ugh, right. <laughs> Just your energy is drained. You know, they, they, they're always complaining. You know, every time you say something positive, you, you give them a compliment. So, wow, you look great today. Oh no, I don't. I'm fat and I'm da, 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 right? right. And, and then you share your exciting, you know, success and say, oh my gosh, like this happened and it was so great. And, you know, they kind of give you this look like, well, good for you. You know, <laughs> don't you just have all the good luck, you know, in the world. And you just you end up sort of uh, dimming your light. Uh, and that's that's really how I I 
try to choose the people who I am around is, do I feel like I need to, to dim down or to shy away? Or do I feel like I have the space to really stand up, be proud of who I am and also be proud of who I'm not um, and, and, and shine brighter, right? And so I think if you can kind of use that as your litmus test, do I feel better and more energetic and shine brighter in this person's space or not? And also, do they drive me to that next level? Um, I think those are really good litmus tests for who you want to be around. And while I don't think it's a, a, a good idea to be a fangirl or fanboy, mm. right? Going to conferences where you know someone that you honor and respect is going to be is really, really smart. How do they go about their business? How do they go about doing what they do? Um, can you learn from them and still and yet carry out your life with your strengths at the helm? Um, and and when you do that, you know, I've created lots of relationships with people that I admire, that I honor, that I respect um, at conferences. And you have that opportunity to, to begin creating those relationships when you do step out of your comfort zone and intentionally go to where the people who will lift you higher are. Uh, I, I saw Alyssa doing this in the real world just uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I know, Alyssa, over time, you've built a relationship with a well-known podcaster named John Lee Dumas. And he and uh, Kate uh, did a all day workshop at, at a recent uh, podcast conference, the largest in the world. And they had several coaches that were helping other podcasters at this workshop throughout the, uh, the day. And you were one of them. It was. Yeah. And that's it was, awesome. It was a- it was an awesome opportunity, uh, and, and and Kate reached out to me to to be on that panel, and I thought, well, you know, fantastic, wonderful, that's that's great, but but you know, I I made myself known, and I'm not saying that in an arrogant way. I reached out to them, and I have created a relationship with both John and Kate to to give them value and to and to lift them up, um, really selflessly. You know, how can I provide value for you guys? You know, this is where I tend to shine. It is that valuable to you? And in you know, over the last year or so, eighteen months, um, you know it. It perpetuated Kate asking me to be on this panel. And initially I thought, oh, it'll be a panel of, you know, 20, 25 people. No, it was a panel of five. And, you know, they had they have a a community of, you know, 2,500 podcasters that they could have chosen and they chose me. So it was a true honor to be chosen for this panel, but it didn't happen on accident. Uh, What have you learned about reframing what failure really, really means for you? How do you think of that word today versus how you thought of it, say, 20 years ago? Yeah, yeah. So um, I learn by doing. Um, that's part of the the activator in me. Activator is one of my top five <laughs> strengths finder themes. I like to just get moving and sort of learn as I go. Um, there are people who learn prior to to action, which uh, can be detrimental because they sometimes don't get into action fast enough. But you know, if I fall down, like great. Now what have I learned from it? So uh, one of my favorite phrases is, "I never lose." I only win or I learn. And so every loss or every failure is truly just an opportunity to win. And as long as as long as your heart's still beating, you've got another day ahead of you. Um, I have a couple of questions I want to ask you, Alyssa, that aren't directly related to the book. But before I do that, is there anything else from the book you want to make sure that uh, that we know about? Uh, no, I, you know, just really my goal, my focus, my one thing that I want people to walk away with is just the beginning of the embracing of this true 
hard fact that you are freaking awesome and that there really is no one else like you. So, you know, be willing to stand up and be proud of that uh, with all your bumps and bruises and all of the other things uh, that make you you. You remind me of my wife as you say that I've seen her in the last few years begin to get more comfortable with the past and understanding that as hard as some of those things were, uh, how she's able to leverage those things in a positive way today to help uh, dozens, if not hundreds of other people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and just embrace it and and know that despite those things, that she's still a wonderful human being and, and has a lot to offer uh, the world. Yeah. And I would say not even despite it's, it's because of yes. those things. Like he, it allows you a different compassion for people who might be going through a similar thing. Um, you know, one of my bumps is in, in bruises is that I went through a divorce and I, I'm not proud of that. Um, you know, that was never my intent going down the aisle the first time. Right. But, but I learned so much from it and I'm also able to, uh, be a support to other people going through really challenging times as well. And so while, it was a negative thing, right? No one ever wants divorce. Um, you know, it's it's allowed me to be a much better wife now uh, to my husband, my forever husband, and uh, to learn from that and also to be supportive. I love that. Uh, well, I want you to think, Alyssa, about uh, the books that have impacted you, uh, particularly you know over the last uh, couple of years. What what titles come to mind right away that? had an impact on you or maybe there are even books that you go back to often. Yeah. Yeah. So I have, I ha I do have a book that I go back to very often and it's The Alchemist um, by Paulo Coelho. And I, I love that book because it talks about the journey. Um, and I'm certain that most of your audience has, has read The Alchemist at mm -hmm. one point or another, but I just love that, you know, through this, this, this boy's journey, all of the things that seemed like were distractions, working in a crystal shop and, you know, <laughs> going across the, the desert and all of these things actually helped him to, to, it helped him in his journey to 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 learn the things he needed to learn, um, and I and I love that about that story. Another one is a book by Dr. David Hawkins called Letting Go. And you know, so often we hold on to our failures as things that sort of hold us back, or we hold on to past hurts. And that book was really instrumental in in really allowing me to get into a a flow, which might sound very woo woo to some, right? But allowing me to get into a flow to welcome success and to welcome the next step of my business and my life and let go of the things that, you know, didn't feel so good and that felt like uh, they could have been regrets. And so you don't have to regret because you can just let go of those things, heal, et cetera. And so I really love that. And then uh, a third book is The Willpower Instinct by Kellum Gonigal. Oh, it's so good. And it, and it talks about, because, you know, one of the things that I tend to do is sort of white knuckle and you know, bear down and like, just go get it right. Try harder. And the willpower effect goes, you know, willpower isn't the only thing here. Like, let's just back this up and figure <laughs> out how does willpower work, how to have its work. And right, exactly. And so, and so it's, it was, it's a really powerful book and I, and I really do love the willpower instinct. That, that was my attempt at a backing up sound effect. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, I got it. I that's got the extent it. of my sense of humor. That's as good as it gets right there. <laughs> uh, well, I, I know you do a, a pretty good amount of public speaking, not just you know on stage, but you're on TV a lot, uh, interviewing on a lot of podcasts. Um, I'd, I'd love to know if you're willing to share your tips for doing those kinds of things 
well? What, what, what do you think about when you come to do a public talk or a television interview? Yeah. So tip number one is, um, and I, I went through a, a public speaking course uh, by a dear friend of mine, Deirdre Van Nest, mm. um, and she says, start with a bang. <laughs> um, and and what what is meant by that is that you know, oftentimes speakers will get up and go, oh, well, thanks for being here today. You know, today I'm going to talk about blah, blah, blah. Right? right. And it's just, it's insanely boring and you lose <laughs> the audience right off the, right off the bat. But if you can get up and start with a pause and dive into a story that is impactful and that gets the point across, it's the delivery is so, and you, and you rapture people right away. So don't waste your oceanfront property by the, the, uh, you know, the unpleasant pleasantries. <laughs> right? uh, that's tip number one is, is figure out a story that you can really start with that bang. Um, and then secondly is, is don't forget the stories. You know, they, they say that, uh, info, you know, facts tell and stories sell mm. and whether you're selling from the stage or not, you're selling your message. And so don't forget that, that your stories are so, so vital to really having a, a great impact and a memorable impact on your audience. You're always selling in life. A lot of people don't understand that. I think you even mentioned, uh, uh, was it Dan Pink's How to Sell as Human and, and some other yes. sales-related books in, in your book? Uh, yeah, If it's not a physical product or service, it's still a message, right? That's right. Yeah. That is absolutely right. Well, I know the book has been out for a few months, so I want to ask uh, what you and your team are working on uh, now that you're excited about. Anything you want to share? Oh, I'm so excited. So I'm, I'm actually creating in the process of creating a course, um, an online course that will uh, be a partner to the book. Um, because over time here, and, and this is, you know, you learn as you go. One of the things that I have gotten feedback on is Alyssa, you know, I love these exercises, but I'm having a hard time working them on my own. Mm. Uh, and so having a partner course to the book is, is a really exciting thing. And so we're in the process of creating that right now. And I want it to be more than a workbook because I, I want people to sort of have their hands held uh, through that process. So that's what's going on right now that I'm super, super excited about. Mm. Well, the title of the book, again, is, is hard to forget, first of all, but in case you have forgotten it, it's called From Frustrated to Frickin' Awesome, Four Steps to Achieve the Success You're Wired For. And her name is Alyssa Dare Nelson. Alyssa, thank you so much for being a part of the show. I, I am thrilled to, to have had you on and for you taking the time. Thank you, Jeff. Now, Jeff, I, I, I forgot to ask the question because mm. that's just sometimes what I do. Um, but I would love to gift your audience with a PDF version. So it's not the Kindle version. You can certainly buy the Kindle version, the paperback version on Amazon, but uh, gift the PDF version of my book to your audience. Oh, wow. Um, because I, I really want this message in this book to get into the hands of more and more and more people. Um, because as more of us believe this message, it really does just just allow all of us to shine brighter. Um, so if that's okay with you, I would love to do that. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So if if they just go to daretosucceed.com, and it's D-A-I-R-E, the number two, succeed.com forward slash read to lead, just like your podcast, mm. um, they can they can get a free PDF version of of the book. Awesome. And I'll be sure and uh, put that link in the show notes as well, just in case. Uh, that is fantastic. Thank you so much for, for offering to do that. Uh, we like free books around here. 
<laughs> well, you know, I mean, it really is like I was nervous to do that. It's interesting. So you might be listening and, and you're thinking, you know, I want to write a book. And, I, and I, I assume, Jeff, that many of the people in your audience are are at, well, they're obviously avid book readers. Right. Mm-hmm. But but they might be writing their own book. And so I was so afraid to to give this book um give the contents of the book out. Right. But what I found was the impact is so much bigger and then people do want to hold it in their hands too. So, Mm. um, you know, if you give freely and offer value freely, it always pays you back, um, in the long run, even if it's a sort of a a gift of, a gift of gratitude. So that's why I, I really would just like to get it into the hands of your audience. Excellent. Excellent. Dare to succeed.com slash read to lead that's d-a-i-r-e the number two succeed.com slash read to lead Alyssa, thank you again so much thanks for having me jeff for a complete list of all the resources that Alyssa and i talked about including a link to grab a free copy of her book just go to read to lead podcast.com slash 181 for episode 181 Have you read a book recently from an author you think should be featured on the show? I'd love to hear about it. Just shoot me an email, jeff at readtoleadpodcast.com. Don't forget about that free trial from our sponsor, Cloud Accounting Software FreshBooks. You can take advantage of it right now when you go to freshbooks.com slash read to lead and just enter read to lead in the how did you hear about us section. And finally, I just want to say thanks for listening. It means so much that you come back again and again. At least I hope you do. That's going to do it for this week. I look forward to seeing you next time for the next episode of the Read to Lead podcast. Thanks so much for listening to the Read to Lead podcast. As a subscriber, we challenge you to be more than just a passive listener. Become a vital member of the community. Visit us on the web at readtoleadpodcast.com. Until next time, remember, leaders read and readers lead. Oh, 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 oh,